Hi, everybody. Welcome back to EDU Me, the podcast that focuses on bridging the gap and fostering a stronger relationship between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in their children's education. My name is Poonam Saxena, and I'm your host for this podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here today because we're talking about, as we have all month, how we can improve our education system. We started off with things that we can do to change our education system as a whole. We went to STEAM versus STEM and how it impacts our students, not only our students, but our young girls especially. And today, we're going to be talking about five things that you can do to help your child excel and thrive in school. Now, I wrote an article about this, and I know the whole month of March has been about the articles I've written, but I think they're pretty important topics for us to discuss on the podcast, too. And when we're talking about excelling and thriving in school, I want to share with you that I'm not saying a child needs to have straight A's. They need to be at the top of their class. They need to be in every club. They need to be the president of every club. I'm saying that they need to be doing as well as they can and ensure that their self-confidence and self-worth is intact, that they are growing socially, emotionally, physically, and mentally. This article that I wrote, I wrote it actually back in October of 2021, and It was written for Authority Magazine. So here we go. Are you ready? The first thing that parents can do to help their child thrive and excel is children need to know your expectations. How on earth can our children know what their goal is if we don't give them one? When we go to work, we have a to-do list. Or we have a project that outlines exactly how we're going to get to the end of the project. Our children need the same thing. So we need to share with them what our expectations are, how we want them to get there, and give them a roadmap. If they're not allowed to be on their phones at dinner, that's an expectation. Let them know. My children were not allowed to have phones at the dinner table, and they're still not, even when they come home from college. That's my expectation of them, that they will give us that undivided time for 30 minutes a day. Your expectation may be totally different, and that's okay. But make sure you're communicating that with your children. They need to know exactly what you're wanting from them. Are they going to reach the goal every time? No. But we don't always reach our goals either, right? If we're being honest, we really don't. And that's okay. But at least we know where we're heading. The next thing I'm going to tell you, and this is something that I have faltered on, I can't even tell you how many times, probably every day, even now. And that is speak with your child. If you 
are like me, which I'm totally guilty of, I was speaking to my children. I was speaking at them. I wasn't speaking with them because I wasn't really listening to them. I was busy getting the laundry done, making sure dinner was on the table, thinking about how I was going to get my next tasks completed. And I really wasn't listening to them. I wasn't speaking with them. I was speaking at them. And quite frankly, they probably were speaking at me too, because guess what? I wasn't really listening. Yes, I faltered. And that's okay. I can admit that. But when we're speaking with our children, we need to be open. We need to hear them. And yes, we might even have to stop what we're doing for 10 minutes to hear what they have to say and have a conversation with them. Which is why one of the big things at our dinner table was no phones because it was a great opportunity for us to connect and talk and converse and learn and validate. Validation is such a huge component of development. Our children need to feel that validation from us, that they are worthy of our time. So when you're talking and you want them to engage, you've got to engage too. I know it's not rocket science stuff, but it's really important stuff. When it comes to our schools, we need to be communicating and building relationships. The whole premise of EDU-ME is that we are all working together. Parents, teachers, administrators, yes, even students. Parents need to build those relationships with their teachers and administrators and their children so that they can advocate when their children need it, that they can understand what's happening in the schools, so that they can address any challenges or even, whoa, let's talk about it, pat them on the back when they did something good. All kinds of great things happen when we build relationships with our teachers and our administrators. It's so important. Those relationships, though, cannot be built when there's an issue. When your child didn't turn his homework in for the 15th time and got an F. Or they missed a deadline for a project that's really critical to their grade. And the teacher gives them a low grade. You can't just go into the school and bombard them and start yelling. It doesn't work. You know what happens when that happens? They don't want to work with you. They put up their own barrier. And that's not good for anyone. Nobody wants to be that parent. So if you build that relationship before there's an issue, before you're at a critical juncture, before you need to, then guess what? You can go in when you are in a situation and you all can work together to find a solution 
guess what? Together. That's how we move the pendulum forward. That's what teamwork is about. That's what building relationships does. Do? Relation, building relationships does, I think. Anyway, but you get the gist. It's really important to build those relationships. The next one is also crucial. Support your child in public. It breaks my heart to go to the grocery store or to a department store or to Target and see a mother yelling, usually a mother, yelling at her child because of X, Y, or Z. The child's embarrassed. It's so disheartening to think how that child feels in that moment. I don't want to be yelled at in public. So I can only assume that my child doesn't either. Always, always, always support them in public. And behind closed doors, you can talk to them. I'm not a proponent of yelling, but you can speak forcefully. And one trick that I had when my children were not acting or behaving the way I wanted them to in public or I thought should be corrected immediately was I went up and I hugged them. And while I was hugging them, I would say, take a deep breath. Make sure you're behaving the way you should be. And I would whisper it in their ear so that no one else heard it. And nine times out of 10, it diffused the situation. So support them in public. Our children need to see that they're supported all the time. And I've given you two tips that can easily solve the issue at hand. Give them a hug, whisper in their ear, and you can always address it when you get in the car or at home. Much better for their self-confidence and self-esteem. Much, much better. And again, if you don't want to be yelled at in public by whomever, chances are they don't either. And the last thing I'm going to share with you is safe fails. I talk about this, I have talked about this several times. It's important to let our children fail. They learn so much from those fails. And I'm talking about They didn't do so hot on a spelling test or they forgot their running shoes or ballet shoes for practice or rehearsal. I'm not a huge proponent of letting them starve if they forgot their lunch going on record. But safe fails teaches them how to be more prepared in the future. It teaches them that they need to be more organized and they need to plan ahead and they need to think just like we do as parents and adults. It's a skill that is necessary for them to start to be independent and successful. 
We need our children, our future generation, our future leaders, our future workforce to be able to handle failure and how to cope with it, how to overcome it, and even more so, how to succeed from it. Because that pivot to success is what you're looking for. So as hard as it is for us to let them not succeed at 100%, it's okay for them not to. Was I perfect in that as a parent? Good gosh, no. It literally hurt me if they forgot their ballet shoes or their running shoes or whatever. But it was a learning opportunity, a teaching moment. And yes, I did probably take them whatever they forgot. But I always reminded them what I had to stop doing to take care of what they didn't. Not in a mean way, not in a harsh way, not in a diminishing way, but in a way where they could understand that it was an inconvenience. And of course, I'm using simplistic examples. But safe fails are crucial because our children need to develop those coping skills. And quite frankly, the earlier they learn them, the better off everybody is. So those are the five things that I wrote about in the article Five things parents can do to help their child thrive and excel in school. Children need to know your expectations. You need to speak with your child. You need to communicate and build relationships with the teachers and administrators and your child. You need to support your child in public, even at school. And our children need to have those safe fails. It's critical to their development. And trust me, it's easier to do it now than it is later. So again, I will link this article in the show notes for you to read and distribute to your friends and family, your teachers, schools, parent organizations, wherever you feel this will have the most impact. I encourage you to like it on the magazine website and As we start April, we'll start a whole new realm of content and guests. So until then, remember that we are working together to educate our children better. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. Bye.